Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. So today, we are in an atmosphere of faith. We're in an atmosphere where we've been declaring out, you said it. You said it, I believe it, you said it, it's done. That's what we've been singing. And something happens when you sing the word of God. Something happens when you sing your faith. It's really important to sing your faith and to declare your faith. And we're in a series called God Said It. I believe it. That settles it. Turn to at least four people, say, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. We're going to encourage everybody online to join us. You ready? One, two, three. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. There's something about the Word of God which just gets your faith going because faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the Word of God. The more you spend time in the Word of God, the more you hear God, the more you hear God, the more faith you got. And that faith grows exceedingly. I love Thessalonians said, I thank God always for you. And I'm going to say Citygate Church. Amen. You want to own this this morning? I thank God for you, Citygate Church, for your faith grows exceedingly and the love of each one of you all abounds towards each one. Talks about a corporate faith and a personal love. There is a corporate faith in the church. There's a personal faith and there's a corporate faith. There's the grace of faith. There's compassion, which moved the Lord Jesus Christ everywhere He went. You find that all through the Gospels and Jesus moved with compassion. There are times He moved Himself with compassion. You know, you can actually move yourself. Instead of always praying, God, stir me up, stir yourself up. Instead of always praying, God, move me, why don't you move yourself? Look at someone say, move yourself. (laughs) Move yourself. Move yourself in compassion. Move yourself in faith. Move yourself in joy. So let's try that again. In the presence of the Lord is the fullness of? Joy. Uh, You see, you moved yourself. We're going to try it one more time. In the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. joy. Okay. <laughs> so you've got to move yourself. Move yourself, move yourself. We've said that thousands of times trying to get our boys out of bed. Move yourself. School started 10 minutes ago. <laughs> move yourself. We're waiting in the car. Of course, I've never said that to Sharon, to Sharon while she's brushing her hair. I'll never, never, <laughs> never would I venture <laughs> to go there. Oh man, that really would not be worth living, wouldn't it, would it? But anyway, so today, God said it, I believe it, that settles it, is the series that we're in. And today specifically, we're going to be really thinking about this because today... 
Turn, if you would, in your Bible. In fact, no, because the first version I'm going to read is from the Amplified Version. So let's just read this. And the verse is going to come up, Job chapter 22 and verse, I think it's 28, actually. I put 25 down. I think it's 28. Can we all declare this out? Can we all speak this out with boldness and confidence? Is that okay? You ready? One, two, three. You shall also decide and decree a thing and it shall be established for you and the light of God's favour shall shine upon your ways. You shall decide and decree a thing. You've gone too quickly to the message. Please hide it before anybody sees it. You shall decide and decree a thing. And that's that's not talking about God. That's talking about you. It's talking about you. You shall decide and you shall decree a thing and it shall be established for you and the light of God's favour will shine upon all your ways. Now the message version says this, listen to this. You'll decide what you want and it will happen. Your life will be bathed in light. Wow, you'll decide what you want. You know, God's given you the incredible power of choice. The incredible power of choice. Even in Deuteronomy chapter 30, around verse 30, 31, 28, 29, 30, 31, He said, today I set before you life and death, the blessing and the cursing, therefore choose life. Choose life. You see, the power of choice is really important. So often the church wanted easy. People wanted easy. Just God, you do what you want. I don't even want the choice. No, God wants you to choose because He wants you to grow. And as you choose, you grow. If you make the wrong choice, you'll grow from that bad decision. If you make the right choice, you'll grow from that good decision. But you see, the power of choice is so vitally important. The power of choice. We choose so many things. We can choose our thoughts. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching well. You can choose your thoughts. Oh no, I just can't control yourself. Yeah, you can control yourself. The Bible tells me, and if if it says it in the Word of God, then God said it. I believe it. That settles it, that I can take captive every thought. Every one. Every single thought that goes through my head, I have the choice whether it stays or whether it leaves. Every one. I can choose so many things. I can choose to believe God. I can choose to love somebody. I can choose to raise my kids well. I can choose to make the right decisions in my daily life. I can choose to be a person of integrity. I can choose to tell the truth. I can choose to be a good husband. I can choose to be a believer. I can choose these things. I can choose them, the power of choice. Now today I'm not speaking about the power of choice, but I want to put it in the context of this incredible gift that God has given us, which is free will and the, uh, the, the right and the responsibility to choose. I can choose what I want. Now that choice needs to be firmly st- stood on God's will. Amen? Amen. God's will. 
So I will choose God's will for my life. When I pray the Lord's Prayer, which I do regularly, not just as a, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, but it's like, a, it's like a framework for your time with God. Start with praise, then a declaring of come the kingdom of God. Be done the will of God. You can just go through, if you struggle in your prayer life, just use that as a plan and go through it. Everything's in there. God's will, God's kingdom, forgiveness, provision, praying for the nation, all sorts of things are in there. But I want us to understand today that there is an incredible power in words. The power of words. Matthew chapter 12, verses 33 to 37 says this, I either make a tree good and its fruit will be good or else make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad for a tree is known by its fruit. You brood of, of snakes, he's speaking here to the Pharisees. How can you being evil speak good things? For out the abundance of, of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. One version says that a good man out of the good treasure, good things come to pass. Good things come to pass when a good man speaks good things. Good things come to pass, but an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it on the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. Words have tremendous power. Tremendous power. This does not say you'll be judged for your good intentions. Oh yeah, I meant to be good, but I just couldn't help myself saying all this junk. No, it clearly says here in Matthew 12, every idle word. See, words have tremendous power. It says there are so many scriptures I could have gone to today. The man who was known to be the wisest man who ever lived outside of Jesus said this, the power of death and life are in the tongue. What we say really matters really matters. Today I want to speak on we have what we say. We have what we say. If we can just get a handle on this, life will be different. This affects everything. It affects how we live our lives, how we do our relationships. It affects how we live in God. It, it affects the quality and the quantity of our life. It affects everything. The power of the spoken word. What we say really matters. Now I could speak this today from a a faith angle and I could talk about how God created by speaking and I could go through a real, a real teachy Bibles thing. And if you're an academy, that's what you're gonna get. Yeah. 
It's what you're going to get. But today I don't just want to give a load of scriptures which are absolutely vital because if God said it, I believe it, that settles it. I really want to bring a change of mindset which results in a change of what we say. Is that okay? You see, the Lord Jesus Himself here said this, men will be judged for every idle word. Now we're going to end on the positive, but I've got to start here. Every word counts. Every word matters. Everything that comes out of our mouths, the word idle there means unproductive, unfruitful doesn't bear fruit. Now we've already seen there, Matthew 12, about good man and good treasure, bad man, bad treasure. I want to bear good fruit in my life. And good fruit is not just Christian character. You know, health is good fruit. Prosperity is good fruit. A good marriage is good fruit. Great kids is good fruit. A successful business is good fruit. People coming to Christ is good fruit. I can go on and on and on and on. Good fruit is the will of God coming to pass in my life. And this clearly tells me that idle words produce bad fruit. Good words produce good fruit. So my quality of life is determined by what I say. Quality of my relationships, quality of my physical health, quality of my thought life, quality of my children, quality of my finances, quality of the church, quality of of everything that I'm involved in comes down to what comes out of my mouth. Oh, but Pastor Jay, don't you just think that God will do what He wants anyway? No, I don't. Because if He did, then we'd all be living in the fullness of the will of God. Hello? Hello? but it comes down to you shall decree a thing, you will decide a thing. You will decide a thing. You will decide what is right, what is God's will. You will decide the way God wants you to go. Every footstep is ordered, but you still got to decide which foot you're going to put your footstep in. And that's going to happen as we speak the Word of God. The power of our words. We live in a generation where words are twisted. Words don't mean what they meant. And we got a whole society now. And don't just think, oh, it's just the changing of language. It is absolutely not. It is an undermining of the power of the spoken word. And they take something good and they make it evil. And they make something evil and they make it good. And I'm not going to get into, oh, you can't say this anymore and you can't say that. I'm not going to get into, I know what I'm not going to say and what I'm not going to do. You can do what you want to do at the end of the day but I want to produce some good fruit. I don't go around saying I'm sick and tired. Because I don't want to be sick and tired. (laughs) I'm not going to turn around, you know, in the early days when we had one member of staff, two members of staff. Now we've got like 18 across with with the venue 28. But um, I used to say, now when you answer the phone, I don't want to hear, I'm afraid he's not here. Is Pastor Jay there? No, I'm afraid not. Well, you're really scared that Pastor Jay's not in his office? I'm afraid not. I'm afraid so. When something surprised me, oh, that nearly gave me a heart attack. I'm just sick to death. I mean, where does this come from? Don't think it just comes from just, you know, just every day, oh, it doesn't really matter. No, it comes from an enemy who understands that every idle word is going to produce some bad fruit. 
And I'm not saying the moment you say, I'm afraid not, you're suddenly hit with fear. That's not what I'm saying. But you just develop this thing. You just keep saying it and keep saying it and you become immune, you become desensitised. Wrong word, immune. You become desensitised to the power of your words. Oh, it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, it really does matter. Now we're not gonna go, you know, become, heaven forbid, we become a church that when somebody says something, we start correcting each other. Don't you correct somebody else, hello? You know, can I just suggest they may be a log in your own eye? They just may be. So they might say, I'm afraid, not afraid, so sick to death or whatever, but you might have something else. Let's not judge each other. Let's just be in control of our own words. Amen? Look at someone say, amen. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Unproductive and uh, unfruitful words. (coughs) Excuse me. They don't produce God's plan. They cause and produce something else, which we don't want. That word idle can be thoughtless. You know, you say stuff just thoughtlessly. Stuff just comes out. Um, or am I the only one? Am I the only one? Something happens and it just, where did that come from? Yeah, okay, let's, let's, let's move on. What about careless words? Careless words. In the Second World War, there was like signs up. You know, careless words cost lives. I think it was something like that. Because somebody might be listening. Can I say who's listening to every word that's coming out of your mouth? Number one, Almighty God. He wants to act on the good ones. But number two, the enemy, the devil. He's listening because he's activated through the death words that come out of your mouth. You actually give him room in your life to operate where you start agreeing with his plan. What, you really think this is really weird? This is how I've lived for, since I got saved actually, whenever that was 40 years ago. Careless things, things that we say without careful understanding of the consequences. Sometimes we just say the first thing that comes into our mind. No, let's be speaking out the abundance of our heart. See, so often there are things in our mind that we've not taken captive, that we've not applied the Word of God to. We've not put the helmet of salvation on and acted as a, as a filter to what we're allowing going into our mind. We feed on it, we feed on it, we, we hear it, we rap to it. No wonder bad things come to pass. You see, James, James chapter three, I'd love to go there, but he basically says this, look at this huge forest fire. Didn't start as a forest fire, started as a little spark, insignificant. You would never believe that that little spark caused all of this. And that's the problem. A lot of people don't believe that all of this stuff in their life happened by one word that came out. But that's what James says. One fire word can cause a forest fire that destroys your life, destroys your marriage, destroys your kids, destroys your business. Idle words that don't produce good fruit can also be words of sparks and fire that can destroy like a forest fire, it says there in James. See, the devil works on words when they are bad seeds out of a bad heart. Instead, I believe we're to be people who sow good words. We sow good words. 
We sow them in and we speak them out. We sow them in and we speak them out. And as a result, good things come to pass in our lives. Good things. This is something we can all do something with because I know there's not one person here or online which knows every word I speak is a good fruit word. So we can all move forward in this one, amen? Now, again, in the Word of God, there's all sorts of specific scriptures about your words are healing words. Healing words. You are healed through the words of your own mouth. You are fed and satisfied through the words of your own mouth. It's what the Bible teaches me. That I eat well through what I speak. I live well through what I speak. And I can destroy everything that I do have through one idle word. Because that can be the one spark that can destroy anything. Powerful words to heal. You will have whatever you say. If we can get that into a mindset, you see, if... If we just start to bring that down, oh, I'll have some of the things I say, then it's not going to be a driving force of faith in your life. But if you can take it up to where God puts it, and He says, you'll have whatever you say. Now, thank God we talked about a harvest failure the other week on bad seeds sown. Do we remember that? And it's like, oh God, I've sown some stuff and I want a harvest failure. There are times I have to pray for a harvest failure, a crop failure over the words I speak. Because it's like, God, I don't know where that came from, but I, I, I take the thought captive. I get that out of my expectation. I get that out of my life. And Father, I pray in Jesus' mighty name that that will not produce a harvest in my life because I didn't want to say it in the first place. But I don't want to spend my energies having to pray that. I want to be put in my faith with what I do say. You will have whatever you say. This is not just about positive thinking and positive speaking. Because actually it talks about a good man out of the good treasure in his heart. So we are talking about people who put the Word of God in. People who are believers. People who put God's Word in. This is not just about positive thinking and positive speaking. The world can do that. But no, we're talking about a relationship with God. We're talking about God setting it up so God can act on the words that we speak. So His Spirit can anoint the words we speak. So the words we speak can come to pass, which is God's will for our lives. The power of the spoken Word. The Holy Spirit acts upon our Words when they are in line with what God has said. Just in exactly the same way that when there was all the darkness everywhere and then God said, let there be light. He didn't comment on the darkness. He just declared the light and the Holy Spirit took the words that the Father said and the words created all things. The power of the word, no matter how big the turnaround needs to be, no matter how great the impossibility, the ship will turn around. Again, in the third chapter of the book of um, uh, James, he just said about the spark and the fire. Then he says, Think of this enormous ship, it'll turn around. With just a little word, the tongue. 
But Pastor Jay, I need God to do a miracle. It may just take a word. But Pastor Jay, you don't know how impossible this is. You just don't know which way we're going. We're going in completely the wrong direction. This, this ship is about to hit the iceberg here. No, the Word of God tells me that I can turn the ship with the little word that comes out of my mouth. The power of the spoken word. There is no other thing that God has ever created that He gave the choice to speak words like He gave to you and I, the human race. He gave us the power to choose and to speak. I hope you get in this this morning. You see, I will speak to God. I will speak to me. I will speak to the devil and I will speak to things. And it's important that all of those are happening in our lives. I'll speak to God, that's prayer. Not just to God, not just at Him, I'll speak with Him. So He'll speak back. I'll speak to God, but I'll speak to me. The Bible tells us that we are to speak to ourselves. It's really important. It actually tells us And God said to Joshua, He said, let this book of the law not depart from your mouth, but you will speak it to yourself. People say it's the first sign of madness. No, it's the first sign of an incredible life. To speak to yourself. If you're not speaking to yourself, then you are hearing something else. And it's great that we hear God but the world is screaming at us. Thoughts are trying to get in. You see, as you speak to yourself, you take your thoughts captive. That's, that's how you do that. You don't pray, oh God, will you get this thought out of my mind? Oh God, will you do? No, I speak with God. That's my relationship with God. But I speak to myself. I tell myself things all day, every day. I speak to myself. I speak at the devil. I don't have conversations with him. <laughs> That's basically a resisting of, his, of him and his works. You speak at the enemy and then you speak to things. Again, we speak to mountains. I know we sang and I love the song. You know, you speak to mountains, but God has actually given that as a job to us. As I speak to them, it's as if God's speaking to them. You speak to the mountain. You speak to your situations, you speak to your family and I don't just mean at them and with them, but in prayer and in prophetic word over your family, you speak to your business. I love, you know, I'm sure you've seen the John Cleese, uh, you know, Faulty Towers, uh, hilarious, the funniest, one of the funniest things ever on TV and his car breaks down and he's there and he's saying, right, and he's trying to start this car and he's got the blancmange in the back. He, he thinks it's a, a duck à l'orange, but it's not, ends up as a, 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 a there's too much information. Anyway, he's sort of starting the car and the car's broken down and he starts talking to the car. He says, right, what? And he starts hurling abuse at this car. He says, right, if you don't start by the time I, time I count to three, I'm gonna give you a darn good thrashing. And he didn't even turn the key. He goes, one, two, three, right, that's it. And he jumps out and he's doing his junk and stuff and he gets the branch, he's beating his car up. And everybody thinks it's funny when you're hurling abuse at a car or when a computer doesn't want to work, which is most of the time. Yeah, you piece of junk. 
You piece of junk, why don't you ever work? People would think you're nuts. If, you know, before you start in the morning, you just, well, I, I just want to say screen, I think you're amazing. I think you're amazing. I just thank you every time. Every time I turn you on, you just do everything I want you to do. People would think you're nuts, but they think it's perfectly sane to hurl abuse at an inanimate object. You try it one day. You just stand by your car and you kick the tires and say, you piece of junk, you never start. Somebody will laugh and go, ha ha, yeah, I had one like that once. <laughs> you stand there laying hands on it. What a wonderful car you are. I love the way. I love the way you drive. You're just amazing. People will sort of, sort of go around thinking you're weird. But the fact is, we all speak to things, but a large percentage of us only ever speak to things when we're cursing them. Just a thought, just a thought. You see, we speak with God, we speak to ourselves. And I mean physically out of our mouths. We speak at the devil and we speak to things. Now, I just wanna give us four things that we speak out of our mouths. Is that okay? If we can just get this, this is really the start of a journey of great abundance. Abundance of joy, abundance of faith, abundance of peace. The abundant life really is determined because the power of life and death, what life? Abundant life is in the tongue. So if we can get these four things, it'll serve us well in our Christian life. And the first thing is we gotta be declaring I am. I am. I am. You see, we get our identity from our parents, our culture, our education, but our most powerful opinion that can determine our identity on a daily basis is the opinion that we have on what we say about ourselves. I am, I am. See, everything that holds you back or pins you down finds its root in a lie about your identity. And it's a lie that you would have agreed with. A lie that you've spoken out of your mouth, a lie that you agree with about yourself. See, Satan... <laughs> How does Satan work? His primary way that he attacks us is by our identity. First thing he said to Eve was attacking who she knew she was. When it was declared, this is my son, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, whom I love. This is my beloved son. Jesus goes out into the desert and up comes the devil and what does he attack? His identity. If you're the son of God, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? And it's not just enough as this is what this whole message is about, to know it in your thinking. You gotta be declaring it out of your mouth. I am. And I mean as strong and as bold as that. I sit in my car and I start declaring, I am, I am. That's after I spend a lot of time declaring who God is. Let's start there. 
But I'm talking about what are you saying about yourself today? What's coming out of your mouth? Because all of the greatness of God can be undermined in your own life if you're not declaring to yourself. I am, I am, I am. Why? Because you become a threat when you can, with a confidence and a boldness, say what God says about you. All the time you don't agree with what God says about you, Satan doesn't even bother with you. You know, some people say, oh, Pastor Jay, you've just been under so much attack. You know what? I just, I just don't get attacks like that. Well, you must be no threat to him then. Hello? It's very quiet in this Presbyterian church this morning. <laughs> you become a threat to the enemy when you know who you are. And not just know it, you declare it. What am I? I am a child of God. I am more than a conqueror. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, the Bible says, let the weak say I am weak. <laughs> let the weak say I'm a mess because it's just being humble. No, it's being stupid because you'll have what you say. Let the weak say I am a warrior. Let the weak say I'm strong. And you can put into that, let the poor say I'm rich, let the sick say I'm healed. You can put, and now I know there's the only Bible verse is let the weak say I am strong. But it's the same principle. You say what God says about your life, not what you think about your life. Because God said it, I believe it, that settles it. But I'm gonna put something else in there today. God says it, I believe it, I speak it, that settles it. Because what you say is what you'll have. We covered last Sunday, I think it was, as He is, so are we in this world. I am as He is. We heard that all preached last week. Has that been coming out of, his, out of your mouth this week? As He is, so am I in this world. I am loved. Do you remember we went through this? I am loved. I have the love of God in my heart. I can love anybody. I can forgive anybody. I am as He is, so am I in this world. I'm the head and not the tail. So many things. I'm a world overcomer, more than a conqueror. I am, I am, I am, I am. Can we all have an I am conversation going on out of our mouths to ourselves on a daily basis? I'm gonna set the level high on this one. Come on, we gotta be talking to ourselves. I am who God says I am. I am a child of Almighty God. What's the second thing? We begin with I am, but we've got to very quickly get into I will. Everybody say, I am. am. What God says I am. Come on, guys. I am am. what God says I am. But that's got to get into I will. Let's all say, I will. will. Now, what is the will? The will is your alignment. Your will is your alignment. What am I going to say I will about? Well, I will say what God says. I will, I will say. You see, this is the choice part of us. I will, I will. You see, some of us need to get hold of our will. And how you get hold of your will is by declaring I will. When I stood there with Sharon and we, oh, she looks so gorgeous. And 36 years ago, I didn't say I'll think about it. (laughs) I didn't say I might. I said I will. 
I will love you. I will. I will. You see, the power of your will, the power of choice, the decision then needs to come out of our mouth. This is what I will do. What am I going to do? I will say what God says. How about this one? I will do what God does. Oh Lord, let your will be done. No, I will do the will of God. I will do what God does. What about this one? I will speak to mountains. I will do it. That's what I will do. These are things that have got to come out of our mouths. This is how you talk to yourself. I am everything God says that I am and I will live the life of love. I will live the life of faith. I will rejoice. What about that one? I will, you see, if it's not coming out of our mouths, don't be surprised when it's not in your life. Because you have what you say. Every day, I declare pretty much every day, I will rejoice. I will rejoice. Not just when I need to, but to set up my day. I will rejoice today. I will forgive anybody that offends me today quickly. I will stand on the Word of God today. You make quality decisions, but the whole point of today is this has got to be coming out of our mouths. Are you getting this, yeah? I am, I will. What about this? I love this. When I fall, I will arise. Rejoice not over me, O my enemies. Say that while you're standing. It's easier while you're standing to be declaring it because what you have is what you say. You see, don't say that when you're flat. Well, no, please say it when you're flat on your back. But hopefully you've said it before you ever fall. Yes. Now you're not expecting to fall, but you're setting yourself up for a win, amen? amen. When I fall, when I fall, I will arise in Jesus' Name. Devil, if you kick me over one day, I'm getting straight back up. I will arise. If you knock me over through offence, I will arise in forgiveness. If you knock me over with worry and anxiety, I will arise in faith and confidence. If you try to you know, destroy a relationship, I will arise in forgiveness. I will arise. Come on, everybody say, I am. I will. I will. A declaration of your alignment of your will will cause God's will to come to pass in your life and enable us to live lives that are exemplary of the abundant life that God has for us. Make the decision today, I am, I will. The third one is I can. Everybody say, I am, I will, I can. I can, I can, I can. You see, this is speaking about our ability. I am is our identity. I will is our alignment. I can is our ability. Oh, well, there's so many scriptures that we could turn to. The most famous one, I'm sure, is, you know, Philippians 4. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens my life. And that's speaking about handling anything that is thrown at you. Whether I'm a base or I'm abounding, now I know God's will for my life is abundance, but no matter what I go through, I can do it. I can handle this. I can endure all things. I can endure hardship. I can, I can, I can. Psalm 18. Oh, I love this. It's been really stirring in me. For by my God, I can run through a troop and I can leap over a wall. I can. Everybody say, I can. Look at at least four people and say, I can. I can. 
Go on, I can, I can, I can, I can. Now say I am. Everybody say I am. I am in Jesus. What are you? I'm a child of God. Ah, I am a king. I am a priest. Hallelujah. I am. Everybody say I will. I will. What will you? I will rejoice. I will stand by faith. I will forgive people. But number three, I can. I can do this. I can do, you see, this is what comes out of your mouth on a daily basis. I am, I will, I can. A declaration of your God-given ability is gonna enable us to live supernatural, unrestricted lives where great testimonies abound to the glory of God. See, we gotta get out the I can't. We gotta get out I'm not, I won't. I can't and get in what God has said, which is the I can of His Word. I can, I can, I can. Not from a selfish pride, arrogance, look at me, aren't I great? But from an identity with God's Word that this ship is gonna turn the way God wants it to turn because I am, I will and I can. I hope you're getting something this morning. And the last one today. I am, I will, I can, I must. I must. You find all of these in the life of Jesus Christ, but I must speaks of your purpose. Luke 2.49, these are all just words that the Lord Jesus spoke. I must, he was 12 years old, man alive. I must be about my father's business. I must. See, I can, I am is wonderful. That's our identity. I will is our alignment. I can is our ability, but I must is our purpose. I must be doing this. I must, I must, there is no choice in my life. There's a choice, but I make the choice of what I must do. The Apostle Paul said, you know what? Everything's permissible, but not everything's gonna help me in my purpose. Not everything's gonna get me there. These are words to be speaking out of our lives on a daily basis. I must be about my Father's work. What about Luke, sorry, John 9 verse four. I must work the works of Him who sent me. I must, what Jesus said, I must work the works of Him who sent me. John 4, and I've sort of turned this around, but it's basically, I must worship God in spirit and in truth. For those who come to me must worship the Father is what it says. So if he says, I must, then I must. I must worship the Father in spirit and in truth. I must do this. I've got to do this. I've got to be about my Father's business. I've got to be working the works of God. I've got to be worshipping the Father in spirit and in truth. And what about this one? Jesus said, I must preach the kingdom of God also. I must preach. Now that was for Jesus Christ. We're not all preachers. We're not out there all healing, having healing crusades like he was doing, but we've got a purpose. Each of us has 
has a purpose from God. And that purpose, like our identity and our ability and our alignment, we've got to have that purpose coming out of our mouth on a daily basis. I must. I must fulfill the will of God for my life, amen? I must, I hope you're getting something out of this. We gotta set our dreams, we gotta set our goals, we gotta set our targets for ourselves, for our family, our business, and then constantly declare them out of our mouth. It's no good just putting a card on a dream wall. That dream has gotta be coming out of our mouths on a daily basis. That must come to pass. I must fulfill the will of God for my life. I must arise and shine. I must, this thing has got to prosper. (laughs) I must. Thinking of Psalm 35, I think it is, verse 27. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Continually. Today I want to, stir a challenge in this place for us to be speaking good words out of a good treasure because good things will come to pass. The will of God. Oh, Pastor Jay, why does this thing keep happening to me? It's because you're saying something wrong somewhere and you're not saying the right thing which will deal with it. Oh, but it might be a devil. We'll deal with it with your words, but it's not my fault. Yeah, but deal with it with your words. Yeah, but it seems to be out of my control. But your words are in your control and your words are seeds and that word planted out there as a good seed out of a good treasure is gonna produce good fruit in your life. Let's be speaking good things. Oh, but Pastor Jay, does that mean that I can't ever share honestly? Well, it depends what you mean about honestly. If you mean emotionally, no. (laughs) Just pouring out just how I feel. We've got to get to grips that our feelings have got to be subject to the word coming out of our mouth. Doesn't mean to say that we don't have feelings and we don't, but we know how to control them. We know how to stop this sort of a life with the stability of the word of God coming out of our mouths. We will live by every good word that comes out of our mouths. The declaration of purpose will keep us from living unproductive lives without any satisfaction or fulfillment. But as we declare the purpose that we have, you know what it does? It stirs a possibility on the inside. Look what God's gonna do. Look what God's gonna do. Oh, it didn't look like it's gonna happen. Yeah, but I must. I must fulfill this. I must do this. And God's gonna make all things work together for good. Why? Because this must come to pass. I must, this will. I hope you got something out of that today. Let's all stand to our feet, shall we? Come on, yeah, let's give God some praise. Wow, wow, wow. The Word of God. Perhaps you're here today and you've never, you've never on purpose got hold of what you say. You've never done it. You've ne- you just think it's fine to say anything. Just don't cuss, curse. Just don't say something really nasty. But everything else is just okay, isn't it? Well, I hope we've seen today that if we want to produce some good fruit, we've got to be saying the good stuff. Again, I haven't had 
time, this isn't the place to go through all the scriptures that say, you have what you say. But that's the case. I am. Not I'm not. Oh, but I'm just not. I'm just, no, I am. With a confidence and a boldness out your heart first time you say it you might have to be convincing yourself because you really don't believe what you're saying yourself that's fine that's how you take captive thoughts the more you say it the more you believe it this is why it's important that we say the word of God because that's what we want to believe I am I will I will do the will of God for my life I'd say it's a choice that I choose to make on a daily basis. Today, Lord, I will rejoice. I will fight the good fight. I can. The ability of God to do all things with a confidence. I can do this. I can do this. Whatever I put my hand to is going to prosper. I'm going to do this. I can do this. I can stand and having done all to stand, stand. And I must. Perhaps you're here today and you've never thought about the words of your mouth. Let today be the start of the day where you start to choose what you say. And don't let the culture choose for you. And don't let your feelings choose for you. And don't let your past choose for you. Perhaps you're here today and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. Well, even that starts, the Bible says, as the Holy Spirit works in your life. But it's, it, it comes to pass. Something happens on the inside, the Bible says, when you declare out of your mouth this, Jesus is Lord. Not just because you've read it in a book, but when you speak it out of your heart, Jesus, will you be my Lord and Saviour? We're going to give you the opportunity right now. Perhaps you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Today's your day. Oh, but I just don't know if I, I just don't understand everything. And I don't know if it's this and I don't know that. And I don't know. See, you know, somebody, I give a, a testimony here. I have done not publicly very much. It's personal to somebody. But they gave their life to Christ as a test to see if it will work. Seriously, one of the most amazing, I don't know if you're here today, but... Um, highly educated sort of guide to evolution oh this God thing doesn't work does it I'm going to test it and see if it works <laughs> don't ask me how this works but it did so he made Jesus Lord and he got born again and he came back shocked my life's changed this worked now I'm not going to say let's just have a go but God took that man on a journey. But friend, will you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Online today, I don't know where you are, where you are with God, where you are in your relationship with Him. Perhaps you're here today and you have received Jesus as Lord and Savior previously, but you know what? You're not living the life and it's time to stop being a person that's one foot in and one foot out. 
on, I just don't feel it today. No, come on, this is a decision. I will. Jesus will be my Lord and Saviour and I'm going to live for Him today. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you're here today and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, today's your day. If you're here today and you need to return back to God, well, God's a loving Father who receives you as a son, again, back into the family, no matter how far you've run away, God wants to receive you back. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, I'm just going to ask you if you're in either of those two camps, those two um, examples of where you are in your life if that's you today I'm going to ask you to do something confident and bold and that is just to lift your hand in this auditorium right now please God bless you God bless you come on there's other people here today to receive Jesus God bless you God bless you wonderful come on come back to God once I've seen you God bless you wonderful Come on, I know that I knew that God bless you. I knew this was going to be a day of significant decision for people in the room. Once I've seen your hand, you can put it down. That's fine. And how about we all pray this prayer? God bless you. Wonderful. How about we all pray this prayer today? And those online that have responded, because I know you're there too. Let's all say this. Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. That you demonstrated your love by sending Jesus to die on the cross to pay the price for all my sin to give me life. I receive you, Jesus, and I declare you to be my Lord, my Saviour, my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from you and by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. I receive eternal life in Jesus' Name. Amen. Come on, can we celebrate in the room?